0: And welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another Tuesday's Timely Torah Talks. Tonight we have our very dear friend Rabbi Yitzchak Feldheim, World Renowned Lecturer. Joining us,
1: Rabbi Feldheim, welcome. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. Baruch Hashem. It's good to be a rabbi. Ah. You, have, you have the best audience, so like, uh, whenever Hashem. you invite me, I'm the happiest. Ah, it was great seeing you last night at a simcha. We should only see each other at simchas
0: yesterday yeah, and uh, only happy occasions. So tonight... Our topic is desires in Judaism, so we're going to jump straight into it, and we're going to ask the rabbi the different uh, questions that we have for our Torah talk. We're going to be talking Torah, so uh, we usually associate desires, you know, in in the Torah world, in Judaism, as a negative light, you know, you have desires, oh my gosh, right? But uh, how do we use desires for a positive person? You know, if you like to be positive, think good, it'll be good, you know? So Rabbi, w- what do you say about that?
1: You know, I, was, I, I have to grab the audience. I always want to start with something radical, you know, like, uh, so <laughs> you're asking me, like, how do you use desires for a positive purpose? I want to say that there's no such thing as desire for a negative purpose. All desire is holy. And, is that radical enough? I have, ah. that, I, I like to <laughs> dig a hole and I have to climb out of. Okay, all right. So that's my, that's the ESO. If you want to know, that's I chose the title. You asked me, I want what desire because most people think I'm going to say, you know, don't have desires, like be a good boy. sit still take a cold shower, like no, the whole avodah. I, I listen. Some people may have heard this from me. Anyone who listened to me, I, but I, I like to say this. The first time I talk to people, I like to say one thought because it sort of introduces people to my whole way of looking at the world that I want to share with people. So I'm going to tell you something. If you heard it, I'm sorry. If, you'll, it's good. i will be,
0: be for, Chazara
1: oh. is, Right. In yeshiva, they say chazara is the ikka. The main thing is revealing. You know? so, so here's the... People have heard this. A lot of speakers use this as a vehicle to talk about. I have a different way to do it, but there's an idea that the Eskimos have many words for snow. You ever heard that? It's a thing. that' because when words help you talk about things and if something is very central to your culture, so you need to have a lot of words. If, if your roof is made out of snow and your car is made out of snow and your bed is made out of snow and your fridge is made out of snow, so you have to know, is this roof snow, kitchen snow, bedroom snow, road snow? Like, what? which snow is this? You know, in New York, we don't have this problem. You know, there's good snowball snow and bad snowball snow, and that's it, you know? And so... But it's a cool idea to think about because what we're really stumbling on, what this idea is, is attempting to say, is that we now have a non-biased way to figure out what a culture is about. Like you ask anyone, any culture, so what's your culture about? Everyone becomes a spin doctor and a salesman, oh, we're about love, you know, we're about brotherhood, justice. But here you have a non-biased way. What you do is you open up their dictionary and you look which words have the most synonyms. And then you'll know what's central to them. It makes a lot of sense, right? So I, for years, I was a rabbi out of town, doing, you know, like a secular community. I gave this year, and I used this vehicle. I used to say, in Judaism, we have 10 words for simcha, happiness, right? Simcha, right? By a wedding, gila, rina, ditsa, we have a lot of words. Or tefillah, we have 10 words for tefillah. So that prayer. So you, that's nice. Judaism, happiness, and prayer are the most important things. Very nice. And it's honest because it's a non-biased way. Those are the most words in the dictionary. And, and that's what I thought for years until I was doing research for a different year I was talking about. And I found another word with more than 10 words. Not only is it more than 10 words, it's, it's more than 11, more than 12. I found another word with 25 words. Wow. Two and a half times more words than this. So this word is far and away the most important word in Judaism, which is like, the, it's not arguable. I, I'm giving a buildup over here. I think yeah. everyone knows the punchline is because he gave him the title, but <laughs> I shouldn't be using the title, but <laughs> this word, the, the other buildup is, is that the fast, like a lot of times we learn new things in life. You know, we always learn new things, but very, really, do you learn something that, when we're older, at least that's 180 degrees, the opposite of what we thought before. This is one of those cases. Because the word that is the most important thing in Judaism, most people think it's the evil inclination. Most people think it's evil. And I'm saying not only is it not evil, but it is the single most important thing in our entire religion. It is what you think is the What is that word? Desire. Ta'aha, desire, ah. okay? Let's go through it quickly. I don't know by heart. I'm not going to with it. you go through Tehilim. David HaMelech uses all twenty-five words throughout so Tehilim. Every other paragraph is another word for desire. You have Taava, Ratzon, Sheifot, Kivui, Chemda, Cheshek, Chuka, Nixefa, Kalsa, Tzamulachan Nafshi, Khamulachan Besori, Yachel L'Hashem, Mavoye Leivav, Ratzon, Achasho Alti, Bikos, Chipos, Rotzoin. It's it's. It, it whatever it, it's crazy you i'm being honest i'm not making it up those ah. who go to the Hebrew. the rabbi is giving me a thumbs up yeah. there are 25 words for desire because desire is the holiest thing in yiddish you know and it's a real it's a real principle you know the irish have 150 words for drunk you can google it okay <laughs> Alright, alright, okay, I'm not a starting world wars over here. I'm sorry, it was a joke. We really like drugs. Drunk. My, some of my my best friends are drunk. Okay, all right. So so what is it? Now I, I, okay, but isn't desire bad? So so here's uh so here's how you explain it. The coin to Judaism, the Yetzir Tov is desire. If the Yetzir Tov is desire, so what's the Yetzer Hara? You see. Our whole life is about just longing. Longing is holy. When I do an Avera, it's not that I have a desire for it, it's that I lost my desire. Is that somebody broke me? I, if I, do, I do sometimes a training for rebellion in the school. I don't want to sound like I'm some big mechanech. Mechanecha. I have really, I'm a one trick pony. I have one message I want to share with every Rebbe. And sometimes I speak to Rebbeim and I give him this message. Okay? It's not like I have a four month course, I have a one hour course. Okay? This is my teacher course. Okay, I say when kid is doing something wrong. So we often say whatever culture, ch- chassid or litvak, whatever you have a different way of saying it. But the word we use is he's a baltava, right? He has desires. Ah, I guess it's a lot of harsh. It's a little bit like in saying in English, he's a hedonist. I, not really because we don't say that word. It's like he's a party animal, you know? That's what he's a he's a partier. He's a chiller. So that's what we say, and I say that's the biggest mistake in the world because. What you, do, you tell a boy who's doing something wrong, that he's a party animal, so a little bit, you're glorifying it. You're making him sound like, oh, he's the man. Yeah, he's a yeah, I'm a little bit bad, but I'm having fun. Right? That's not the truth. What you really should say to the boy is, Oi nebuch, what happened to you? You used to be a dreamer. You used to have such big conceptions. You used to be full of fire. Who broke you? Who did this to you? When someone is, is, is doing something wrong, you know, let's say I talked to secular college kids and they're all partying. Like uh, That's my main job before COVID. I haven't been to a college since COVID. But, but before COVID, my job was every day I went to a different university. And my first line to university students was, like, you think the rabbi, you think I'm coming here to tell you, like, don't go to clubs, you know? Don't have so much fun. And you think that religious people, why are we saying that? Because you have to have—it's about your soul, not your body. It's about the world to come, not about this world. So you think the rabbi's job is like? Don't your smile is too big? Your eyes are too bright. You're looking too—it's that's wicked. Chas v'shalom. You're right. I'm telling you, don't go to clubs. I'm telling you, don't go to clubs. That's why I'm here. I'm here to rain on your parade. But don't think I'm here to tell you don't go to clubs because I don't want you to have fun. The entirety of Judaism only has one goal. You should be happy. That's all I care about. But you know what the secret is? Nobody ever went to a club to be happy. You know why you go to clubs? You go to clubs because every year they get darker and louder. It's a place to hide from the things you wanted when you were 10, when you were complete. At 10 years old, we're jumping off furniture with towels tied around our neck. We're going to save the world. I'm going to kill a dragon and get a princess because that's what complete people want. And then we go through life, we get knocked around, we get beaten a little bit, and we start to say, I'm not gonna be Prince Charming. No princess wants me, or I'm not gonna be a princess. No Prince Charming is gonna risk killing a dragon for me. And we stop believing that we're gonna be what we want. And then we lose our, and we don't dream that our dreams. So when you go to the club, what you're doing is you're not going there for a dream. You're going there the silence. In the noise and darkness, you can silence the things beating inside, that voice in your ear of what you want. Because you know what the definition of pain is? I define pain as the gap between your expectations and your limitations. You have dreams. Those are your expectations. You start off Shalin, you call it a complete child. Right? The first people up in any house in the morning are the little kids. You know, bouncing off the walls. Because they're alive and they're vibrant. We call it wide eye. you know? I always say this, and the parents have to lock the door, like, just because you're up doesn't mean we have to get up. You know, Tati has to go to shul. That's going to work. You go play in the living room, you know, and let Mami Tati sleep. You know? and, and that goes on until the kids are 14, you know, or 13. And then all of a sudden the parents wake up and the house is silent. And they go, oh, my God, who stole the kids? And they discover nobody stole the kids. Avi locked the door to his room now. The roles are reversed. and You go, Avi, school, shacharit. He I heard you, Ta. Abba, I heard, I heard. Shacharit. Ten more minutes. Ten more minutes, come back, he's still in bed. Avi, shachrit. And He goes, I heard. I heard, I heard. I'm up, I'm up. I heard, right? This is what goes on. Then they lock the door. What happened? Because at ten years old, we're still full of dreams. And then we get broken, and we lose our dreams. And so... The college kids, they, they, right? The college girls who burn their diaries. <laughs> who are you burning when you burn your diary? You know, that's you. You know, so how do so how do we call the person in the club a bal ta'avah? Desires, <laughs> desires, and they get you. Tell the guy it's too much desire, so you're feeding him. You going, yeah, I'm a party animal. I'm a rock star. No, it's uh-huh. Sadiq, who broke you? I knew you a few years ago. I tell the this is for from people for college kids. I go, you wanted to carry that girl's books home from school. You wanted to mow lawns a whole summer so you can buy her an ice cream. You had a picture of deserving somebody. And now, who are you hanging out with? What are you doing? Who broke you? Who destroyed you? Who extinguished the fire in your eyes? That's what the Yetzer Tov is—desire. The huh. Yetzir Hara is the loss of desire. It's the cynicism and the the rolling the eyes. This, so oh, I, I got distracted. Right. The, the definition of pain is the gap between your dreams and your fears and your, and your limitations. So if you have dreams and you don't believe you can reach them anymore, you suffer. So what people do is they have to deny their dreams. You have to silence your dreams and then I won't have the Tsar. Instead of working on my limitations, work some whatever there's other way, right ways to deal with this, but that's not the purpose here, but I just need to shift people's view. Imagine what would happen if every Rebbe in every school, if a kid was doing something wrong, instead of saying, you, you, Rasha, you, Baltaha, you, this party animal, we said, what happened to you? Who broke you? Who did this to you? I remember you when you were on fire. What would happen then? Right? First of all, instead of glorifying the kid, you're, you're taking away the kavod of the abirah. You're taking away, you, he's no longer the cool bully in the class now. He's no longer the bad influence. But if you're also giving him the empathy, he does, it's the empathy he needs. Right. He's not going to get to where he needs to go. And the best reason is, the reason to change this, instead of saying kavat, to say nebach, the best reason is, it's the truth. Uh, like maybe we should just say the truth. That's what happened. No one is doing an Avera You could think about it. If you want to think about it, try uh, and find try and find any Avera that comes from desire. Anything. You wanted to make a million dollars and now you're stealing taking the shortcuts and cutting the line. That's not what you wanted. You wanted to earn it. You wanted to go to sleep at night feeling like you did it. Nobody ever dreamt of a shortcut. Nobody. We take shortcuts as we don't believe we can. Do it. This is, I think, the most important thing. In Judaism, the center, my yeter tov is desire. All we should. Be, you see, someone doing an avera, the answer isn't to knock him down. The answer is, is someone poured water on his flame? Let's. All right. I was asked to speak somewhere once. They gave me a title. The title was, "Kindling Our Children's Lift. That's Yiddish for lighting our children's flame. So I said. that. I don't don't like the time. The parents' job is not to light children's lit. Every child is born lit. That's what a kid is. A kid is a ball of fire. The parents' job is to make sure that nobody pours water on the kid's fire. That's the parents' job.
0: Unbelievable. Rabbi, the the, 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 the topic of desires could be very close to the word of ambition. You know, it, it could be a very big, tremendous player for good. So 100%. once we achieve the ambition, there's an internal conflict between dreams. You know, like you mentioned, dreams, right? You have dreams, and then there's also the topic of fears. People are worried and scared oh, of these big oh, dreams. How do, you, how do we, <laughs> This is why you're the interview. You got it. You it. This
1: is all. Uh, how do we define dreams, and how do we? Uh, and, and fierce. Right. So, so what, what you real? I, I, I mean, this is where you, you came to the right, because once you describe this, like I like just described, right, that desire is everything. So then why do you have to talk about everything else? So why doesn't everybody have desires? So so what is the problem? How come it, who doesn't want to live dreams? Who doesn't want to? So the answer is fierce, right? But you have to get, the reason why we become, we become chillers and that's a new word today. chill. So, like, uh, you know relax, what chiller, relax. You, you know what chiller is? Chiller is just chiller is just a remarketing of failure. <laughs> what is the process of chilling? Right? Doing nothing. Right? You know what's so appealing about chilling? It's in, it's impossible to fail at chilling. Mm-hmm. You cannot chill poorly. <laughs> <laughs> If, if you chilled poorly, means you were doing something, which is better than chilling. You succeeded at life, right? <laughs> it's, the idea is, is if you're lying flat on the floor, you can't fall. What a cool way to live. Yeah. You can't fire me, I quit. Yeah. If you never ask someone for a date, you can't get rejected. If you don't apply to a school, you can't be not accepted. So the secret of being ch- cool is don't ever invest in anything. And then what happens is you can never be hurt. What a safe life. But you know what else is? Lo- yeah, you le- you'll never experience the pain of failure, but you'll also never experience the joy of success. You're committing suicide one day at a time. I call it incremental suicide. One opportunity at a time. Check it out. So, so you're right. It Comes from fears. The reason why we don't embrace it is: why should I try and climb the mountain? I know I'll feel good, but the odds are I'm going to break my neck. So why bother? Right. So the fear of failure is what robs. So. I like to skip. I mean, I, I, we're not doing a, a four-part series. I got to get this all done in like a few questions. So I, I'm going to skip to a few steps and say, where does the fear come from? Well, why do I believe I'm going to fail? So people like to say, because I failed in the past. Uh, that's not a good proof to me because many people fail, they get beaten up, and they'll never go back there again, you know, whatever it is, Uh I know they, they, maybe there are people here who read comic books. When uh, I remember my other was when I was a kid and grew up in yeah. comic well, they were very healthy comic books. But every comic book had a had, a, had an advertisement that was preying on teenage kids. Well, not even teenage, pre-teenage kids. It was they knew which advertisements to put in the comic books. It's kid wanted. They had a comic book of a guy sitting and whatever, he was there with his medulla, you know, and uh, on the beach, and some big guy came and kicked sand on him, and the girl left because he was embarrassed. So the next scene is the guy joins the Charles Atlas weight building pro- muscle building program. And he goes and he gets these big muscles. And the next takes like three little pictures in the in the comic book. The next the last scene is where the guy is coming back to the beach now and he beats up the big guy and everything's good again. Right? <laughs> so as kids, it, we all everybody feels weak sometimes. And if you tell you, I can get muscles and you could be that guy. So every kid begged their father, you know. I didn't, because I knew my father was not going to punch like had previous experience. But, but, but many kids, they, they, the fathers, never, how many people sent away for the Charles Atlas phone? So what, why am I bringing this in? Because everyone says the reason why they give up their dreams is because they think they're going to fail. And why they think they're going to fail? Because they got beaten up, or they failed. I said, but that's not the answer, because some people get beaten up and they'll never go back to the beach again. But some people get beaten up and they go to the gym. Uh. So it's not automatic that beaten up means you give up. You have to go one step earlier. What is it that makes the trauma of life make me give up? That's the question. Why am I not the guy who got beaten and went to the gym? Why didn't I get made fun of and then read the encyclopedia? And I know everything now. Why didn't I become the biggest lamb? Because the Rebbe said, you're not going to be anything. Uh, I shouldn't have said that Everyone says these things I don't know any Rebbein who say that oh, Every Rebbe that I know is a, is a rock star right? But maybe a hundred years ago when, when people said things like this but, but I don't want to add my voice to like all the negative We're beautiful people We really are And everybody needs to like take pot shots at us Because we're too happy okay? um, So um so I got—I just sidetracked myself. So, like a little advertisement. But, but the the question is, is is how come some people are told that they're no good and they become great? So, what's the, what? That's the that's the real question. Where do the fears come from? So you have to look back. Everything's in the Torah. In the story in Gan Eden, Hashem, the Borei Olam creates Adam and Chava, and He puts them in this garden. The goal was that they should be dancing barefoot in the garden, children and singing and violins and flowers. That was Hashem's. He, it's a matana. he gave us the Briyah to enjoy the beauty of the world. Instead, they end up hiding in the bushes ashamed. So why are Adam and Chave in the bushes? Why do people hide? There's one God, but there's millions of bushes. What makes people unique is which bush, we all have the same dreams. We want love and purpose and meaning and truth and clarity and justice, significance, but hiding places, everybody has their own hiding He hides here, he... but what puts someone in the bushes? What drives you to the club? What what makes you need loud and dark? So why so we know why Odom and Chav are in the bushes? Because of Busha, shame. The secret of, of the opposite of, that, of desire is shame. Busha. What is busha? It's a hard thing to define shame. Most people think I'm ashamed of other people. That's, I call that secondary busha. That's not real busha. Shame. The way that works, real bushas I can't look myself in the mirror. I know what I did. I know I'm a faker. I'm a cop-out. I let myself down. I can't look in the mirror. If I have real busha, then how do I face the world? So I fake like I'm happy, and everyone thinks I'm great, and I get away with it. Then when I get exposed in the world. So it makes fun of me. So they ripped off my mask. Now my secret is out. I thought I was getting away that no one knew that I was ashamed. And I, and now you ruined my mask. So public embarrassment is just ripping off my mask and forces me to deal with what I already felt like myself. So the the answer of, of, of how to get back. So I'm not sure if you're asking how to get back. Or whatever. This... In, when, when you talk about dreams and desire, you have to talk about shame because and, and the, the definite, the precise definition of shame is I think shame is the feeling you feel when you cop out, when you take a shortcut, when you don't you know, I'll give like a secular metaphor, a simple thing like the kid who buys works the whole summer, you know mowing lawns and he buys his first car five on a rusty old jalopy but all of his friends spend the whole summer driving around in this car. It feels like a million dollars, you know? And another guy sees all the guys driving in this rusty car around town the whole summer and he's jealous. He goes to the next town. And he steals a shiny new Cadillac. <laughs> and now, now all the friends are driving his fancy Cadillac because his radio works and his air conditioner works and it's at a party. Our guy, you know, he, he's... What? The guy with the Cadillac, he comes home at night Drops everybody off. Can he sit in his driveway in his car and throw the like million dollars? No. Our guy who paid for the dropping, he might not even have money left over for gas. He might not be able to go anywhere. But after he comes home at night, he can sit in his car in his driveway and put his arms down, going nowhere, and feel like he's on top of Mount Everest because he paid for this car. The feeling of self is, is to have climbed your mountain. Shame is the experience that the things in my life are fraudulent. I am, not linked, I am not, I took a shortcut. I'm not who I was meant to be. And I, I, it's idea, I can't look myself. Shame is detectable when you're alone, when you're looking in the mirror. And that's what wrong, when you don't believe that you're good, then you don't have dreams. The way, the way to recover dreams is to deal with pusha. And and if you deal with it, and and there's really okay, you know, there's a, a lot of it go a lot of directions me. I'm mean, it's to question and answers. I'll let you ask the next question or whatever. <laughs> but I can go on. I'll go on. Are you want just- say, Rabbi, pulling very
0: very powerful, you know, mindset and 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 teachings that you're, you're you're telling the audience. It's a different outlook. You know, many times people look at it this way. Right. So it's
1: very 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 impressive. You know, oh, well you oh, let me say this. Let me say you're right. This is the uniqueness of Judaism. You see, other religions, they actually see it the way that I started like taking apart. They right. they say that the, that desire is evil. Right. It's bad. You, it's, it's the body over the soul. You, you don't ignore your body, embrace your soul. It's about Olam Haba, not Olam Hash. These are religious people. But the goal in, 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 in even people like the Eastern religions, because they somehow sound more philosophical, I don't know, whatever. But the Eastern religions, they say it the clearest. What's their goal? Their goal is they want to meditate and sit still. Why? Because my soul, my infinite part of me, is trapped in my body. My body is like a straitjacket, in, in, in limiting my soul. So I can only see through my eyes and hear in my ears. Imagine if I could transcend my body and escape, become part of the infinite. It all sounds nice, but what what their life is about, therefore, is sitting still and not thinking, not eating, not feeling, not doing, It's self-negation. Their goal is not to feel. Their dream is to transcend, to reach this thing called nirvana, to escape the world, you know? And... That and and other religions are really the same. Even in Christianity, their image of God in Christianity is suffering on the cross, and in Islam, it's about sacrifice and martyrdom, submission. Every religion, everyone's about breaking yourself and becoming smaller. Desire, therefore, is evil. Judaism, that just and uh, unfortunately, say this: many Jews think the same way. You know, it's a mistake. It, It needs a lot of shirin. but but. The truth is, is that you look in David HaMelech, in Tehillim, he uses the word Tava constantly, in Kufu tes alone, and it's always good, a desire for Hashem and a desire for Torah, it's all holy, because Hashem created us to dance in his God. He wants us to have joy. This is, this is the uniqueness of Torah. Torah is, is not a book of escaping life. There's laws about everything. It's living life. It, it's, 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 a, it's a way to live. It's, the world is, the. I say this, you know, if you look at the world like this, Hashem created the world to experience him in the Bria. Hashem created a world, desire is holy because everything's beautiful. So then, who is the biggest nekadeh shem shemayim in the world? Who is sanctifying God's name the most? You know who? The guy who wakes up earliest. He's saying, whoa, look at the world. And who is the biggest nechaleh shem shemayim? Who is desecrating? Who is saying the guy who pushes the snooze button the most times? Because what he's saying is, it's never going to happen. Who am I fooling? Uh Yiddish Hashem is to say dream large. Uh Yiddishkeit is the religion of dreams. We are the dreamers. The purpose of Am is the people in the world who are there to fan your dreams, to restore dreams, to... Believe
0: was a panavir Rav. He said that you have to dream, but you can have to dream with your eyes open. Oh, Don't go beautiful. to sleep. Have beautiful, a, beautiful. And,
1: beautiful. That's right. That's
0: that, that's it. But, but let me ask you a question, Rabbi Falbe. Once you know, we want to pursue our ambitions, our dreams, our 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 goals, our desires. Right? We want to start doing this. Right. But our environment or our surroundings or the people we're around, right, might pull us from achieving our dreams.
1: Oh, you're yeah, right. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. so how do we prevent this, Rabbi? Okay. So, you so know, good. I've had many times people get inspired. Yalla, we're going to change. That's the good, world. Good, so let me The next day, you see them. Ah, oh, habibi, my friend, what happened to you? All oh, the mess. I went back to school, and my friends, and my surroundings, and my family, and my parents, and my brothers, and my siblings. And you know, you know what it is. So, how do we prevent that? Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, so
1: so. We so <laughs> <laughs> us. We're going to be I, I want to say this. How, how have I, if, only, if only we could say that the biggest danger is friends. You know, it's like uh, it's like it's like in the firm world, we're like very against smartphones. You know, but I always tell people, you know, a man's mind is more dangerous than any smartphone. You know, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying you should have smartphones, but but don't stop by the smartphone. You gotta like have a filter on, you gotta figure out how to download, right? By the way, let me say this, because that this is an important thing to stick in. You know, a, a lot of secular people, they or even a lot of modern Jews, religious Jews, they they, they don't like that the religious world is so defensive of our kids, you know, we're so we're so protective and so restrictive. I think this is really part of this year Because um the reason we're against the we, we protect our kids from from exposure to the secular media is exactly your question you see you're, the secular world is very very good at, at 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 getting at pouring water on fire you know you know let me say how, how I have, have 10 minutes how much time do I have to say this right
0: yeah
1: okay because I, I want this is, I want to say this, this is, I, I have a way of saying this like when I started doing Kiro years ago, so you go to high schools you go to colleges to speak. So, you know, in high school, like in colleges, teenagers have words that they use every five, Every other word is the same word, you know? So when I started, you know what the word was? I'm going to give away how old I am. But the, the word that the, the world used when I started was, it was like a California, you from California? It was, the, it was called like the California Valley Girls. They used to say like, awesome totally awesome remember that you you're not my age whatever. Nah. okay All right. that was a thing everyone anyone who lived through those times knows that ev- that was everything was that that's totally awesome like awesome awesome is just awesome it's a svardi pronunciation of, of awesome okay it's awesome okay so, so that's how i started was, everything was awesome you go to college now or high school you know what the number one word is today Whatever. Whatever. Let me tell you something. There is no bigger gap between two words than the gap between the word awesome and the word whatever. Awesome is a word full of optimism, excitement, and hope. And whatever is, the, I say it's the saddest word in the world. It's a long word, awesome, but it's much longer than people think it is. Here, here's the word awesome, what it means. Awesome means when I was young, I thought everything was, oh, sorry, whatever is a long word. Here's the meaning of the word whatever the word, meaning of whatever is when I was young I thought things were awesome I was full of dreams and then bad things happened I don't believe those, those dreams will happen for me and it hurts me very very much now when I think about those dreams it causes me so much pain it's, I can't live with that pain so I need somehow the silence the voices in my head that say that I have all these dreams therefore I came up with this new word called whatever which says that all that stuff is foolishness and not necessary and that's why I can live with all of the things I thought were awesome it's a long speech but that's what it is so where the world is is really sad and the, the world i wouldn't say they they mean to be evil but when you give up and you don't believe dreams are achievable so then you have to create a culture you don't want people to feel pain so if people are not going to fulfill their dreams and you don't want them to feel pain so what do you have to do you have to teach people to say whatever you have to teach people how instead of being wide-eyed, like they were when they were kids, they teach them how to roll their eyes, how to make fun of all the things they love. And the secular world is the king's at that. All of the media has one goal with two parts, to make fun of all those innocent dreams that are not achievable and to glorify all the fake replacements. To make, all, make my, my clubs and my noise and my darkness sound so exciting, And to make all those lofty, noble dreams that my diary had shameful. And if they do that, then they can help people not have pain. Because you silence the dreams and no one runs out. So it's a dangerous world. If kids are exposed to this stuff, so then they're convincing. They have the best, most talented presenters doing this. So they they will convince people that their dreams are, 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 are childish and shallow. And, and they'll destroy the world. Besides, children will, will see, so they'll, sh- they'll shame you, right? And, but I, I want, just remind me to get back to the other side of it. Like, I'll give just want to give one example. When I do, I do like a lot of men, women talks on colleges. And it's also, it's the opposite of the way they see it. And in one hour, you can change a person's whole life. People are scared of this topic because they think it's like the hardest thing to sell, because it's the opposite. I think it's the best topic because it is, it is literally where we can t- show them that that our world is the opposite and they and intuitively they know that this is their truth. What I'm saying is who they really are. And you can change someone's life in five minutes. I regularly have girls leaving the share saying, I mean, the boys get it also, but the boys, you know how I know the boys get it? When I finish my share, the boys go, well, that was so deep. Now I gotta go somewhere darker and louder, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the girls, they don't do that. The girls, they get it. And the girls, the girls decide, like, why am I giving up my dreams? I'm too young, I'm 18. Why am I giving up my dreams? I have a whole life to live. So they go back to their dorm rooms and they decide that they're gonna be more tsnowa and they're gonna tell their boyfriend or whatever, they have rules. And usually the girl starts to have a little self-respect. And if the boyfriend was a nice Jewish boy, he's gonna try and play along because he, he feels like like busted, like you know, like he got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. He knows he didn't that he wasn't being treating her the way she's supposed to. But the girl invariably ends up crying to sleep every night. Why? Because she, She's proud or everything's better. Oh, yeah. Her roommates torture her to death. She's <laughs> such a prude. You're so old-fashioned. What's the matter? It doesn't mean anything. Go to a common, become a nun. Before you were a mater, you're trying to undo the whole feminist movement? What's the matter with you? The world does not want anyone to be too happy because we all gave up and you can't remind me of it because you're causing Mitzvah. You, you, you're ruining their hiding place. You're not keeping the social contract. Your job is to read my Instagram and tell me, wow, you're so jealous. Oh my God, I can't believe what you're eating. I can't believe what you're wearing. That's our jobs. You help me fake. I'll help you fake. And together, we won't ever remember the voices we heard. In 10. And then we'll be numb. But that's only half. The other half is, I said, not, is that that's the shaming of the world. Then there's, that's two types of shame. Then there's the internal shame. Shame is the feeling I feel when I come out. And we don't want to have the internet because when someone sees things that he was supposed to work for deserve, and I was supposed to deserve, work hard, and I wanted uh, to, 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 to deserve a bas and I wanted to be all those things, and then somehow I see all these things I wanted to see without any work and deserving. I feel shame. That's The shame, and you know what happens when a child sees she has shame. So, what, the, what shame does is, is it runs through your whole personality, and makes you feel like a nobody, and, and you become a chiller because you, you can't jump around because you don't believe you're good. You used to be the, the kid, used to be the last kid in from recess. The Rebbe had to say, like, You'll come in, and he would go, Rebbe, one more shot, one more shot, you know, and that's healthy, that's the way it's supposed to be. But the day the kid sees things that he's not supposed to see, he doesn't even go to recess anymore. You you can't fight with the boys and run after the ball. You lose the whole balance in your step. You know? We
0: have to have our focus, our mind straightened, and and go towards the goal of these dreams. And and Kansi, go towards it. No matter what the situation is, don't go sidetracked. Don't lose focus. And and,
1: and, and also protect children. You see, I, I don't think, like people always say to me, you can't do that forever. You can't, everyone's going to see the. I understand, but here's, here's a simple way to explain it to somebody is that, yeah, you can't do it forever, but you see, when you're a child, so you have shame. This is an important thing for the answer. Like, when you have shame, so the shame runs through your personality, but I have nothing to answer it to. Once a kid has made a CM on Bhavakama, he worked the whole 10th grade and he finished all. So now he has an accomplishment. So now if he's exposed and he sees something he shouldn't see and he feels shame, he has a cop out. So it doesn't run through his whole personality because he has another voice saying, yeah, but I worked a whole year and I finished on the sechta." So now he has a voice to counteract the voice of shame. And, And the more you accomplish, the stronger that voice is and you can survive. But a child has nothing to fight it. And any, he has no real accomplishments. All he has is his parents tell him he's a genius. You know, he once said a word, he pronounced it wrong, and he's a rock star. You know, that's what kids do. Like, you know, I have a dimple. You don't feel pride from those things. You haven't accomplished anything yet. So, so when you feel shame, a child it destroys him. It runs right through him without any valves and takes over his personality. And he has no choice but to make fun of the world and become a cop out. You need shmirah. We have a we have a pasuk. It says, <laughs> when you strengthen the bolts of your gates, the kids will be blessed inside. Now, listen, people will go to work and people will go out in the world, but you can only do that once you've already done things that you can be proud of. And now when the invariable failure comes, you have another voice that uh, that can can counteract it. So these are real rules, you know. Um, let, 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 let me, yeah. Rabbi, right, I got to tell
0: you, very big chizuk, very big inspiration. I'm telling you all those that are listening, I'm certain that they're feeling the same vibes that I'm feeling like.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. How things, make things happen. Do good things. you're doing, you know, the shame will, will fade away. You'll you'll, you'll push to the side. and just continue doing amazing, amazing good things and, and, and achieving those dreams. Rabbi, let me ask you one final question. You ready for this, Rabbi Feldine? Can you please leave us with some closing last inspiring remarks for our listeners on this topic? One last final thought, one final, another, you know, fastball, another, uh, grand slam. You've been hitting a lot of grand
1: slams today. I love it. Okay. Well, yeah. okay. We're ready. We're ready. You sure? I, I didn't pull any muscles. Normally every time I do anything, I pull a muscle. That's the only way I know I did athletic activity is like something hurts. Maybe it'll hurt tomorrow. Okay, I'll trust you. Um, what can I tell you? So, you know, let, let, let me just tell you the cure, because invariably we all have felt shame, you know, we've all, we've all had compromises, we've all, so therefore we look in the mirror, we don't, we, we're not convinced that we're heroes, and, and so, so our, our, our temptation is to hide, Therefore, and we're looking for bushes, you know, and we have all these different ways of hiding. So what's the way out of the bushes? So I have to pick one thing, um. <laughs> you know what, I'm not going to take one I'm going to say two things really fast and then I'll say one thing properly the The easiest thing, the first thing not the best thing, but definitely the first thing is chesed olam <laughs> chesed when you get Haka, you help somebody you feel good, and that will, that, that will coexist with the shame and it makes you feel valid you can be in the darkest place and you give someone you can be on the way to the bar and you give a homeless person some money and you say something nice, and the person smiles at you, you might not go to the bar. you might just turn around and go somewhere better because it instantly makes you feel that that's a short answer um better answer is to, learn to learn. You no know, is uh do you feel smart deeper that's probably the best answer because it changes the way you feel like you feel like a human you don't just belong to, doing low things you feel like uh, like, like you feel like you tasted the heavens, you know. If you really so, but let me say something in the middle, which I think is the is something that everyone can do. And in Ganeden, um, to, to look the place you look for the cure is at Adamachavo hiding in the bushes, and what do they do? They cover themselves with a fig leaf, right? So, we, we, we want to know. So we're asking what is the alay If I have shame and I want to come out of the bushes, so what's my fig leaf? What is the metaphor of the fig leaf? What is so I can't get into the fig I'm gonna tell you what 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 I think the answer is I, every every for every shame there's a different fig leaf. You know, the fig leaf the Chazal say that there was a because the tree was a ta'ina. You have to cover yourself. The cure for the shame is what the shame was, and so you need a shame. So so therefore, I think. It could be I'm projecting, but most people, most of my friends, people I know have the same thing, have the same shame. Why do I hide? What's my hiding? Because I know I'm good at stuff. I know I can hit a home runs once in a grand slam. I can do things good. I I, I have talents. I can do things. But the reason why I I push the snooze button, the reason why I'm reluctant in things, the reason why I like hiding as well as somebody else does is because like the, the muscle I use is if you're filling a bathtub with water and you're running the water fast and it doesn't fill because there's a crack on the bottom. So uh-huh. you got to figure out. We all have filling. Our lives is filled with accomplishments. What's the crack in the bottom of my tub that's not letting my accomplishments make me feel good? That's what you have to identify. And I found for myself that my crack in the bottom of my tub is, yeah, I'm good. I can do stuff. But I have no stamina. I could do it for a week. You know, every Gemara I have from every year in school, the first three pages is covered in notes. Every Maram Shif, every, you know, everything on the side. And then by Dav Gim, Dav Dalid, it's already pictures of cowboys, you know. And Dav Hey probably doesn't even exist. I don't know where it ended up. <laughs> you know, but like, so I learned over the course of my life that Yitzhi Feldheim is a talented guy. He can do certain things well but he can't do it for a while. And it's always gonna, so, so then when that happens, that's the crack in the vomit. And then when it comes to doing something, you say, you say, why should I bother? It's never gonna last. I'm just gonna tease myself and get my hopes up. Wow. So what's the, what's the fig, if that's your busha, if your busha is the lack of stamina and consistency. So the fig leaf for that is two things. Is shacharit in a in, in a uh, uh, the same thing in a makam kavua? You daven every day in the same seat. See if you go to even if you go to shul, but every day it's a different minyan. You sit in a different place. It's nice. You have a lot of benefits of tefillah, but there's one benefit. If I go every morning to the same minyan and I sit in the same seat for a month, you know what happens at the end of the month? You look at yourself and you go, you know what? I'm consistent. I'm a man, Hashem. This I got shoulders. Put her on my shoulders. You reformat your hard drive and you think of yourself as a responsible person. I believe for most people in our door. Two things: shacharit, betzibur in a makom kavua every day, the same seat, and dafyomi. Oh, I love dafyomi. because. It's not like you're the biggest lam It's not a cover trick. It's a consistency trip. And these are the two refuels for our daughter. If you go to Shul every morning, the same seat, and you do the daf, when you finish your first mesekta, and you had your first snowstorm, and you shoveled the car out in the dark when it wasn't even light yet, and you get to Shul, you come home sore, feel like a man. And you'll never run away again. Because you don't have Bushah. Bouchard. The Bushah's gone. I thought I was a Kabbalah, and I'm not. So now I can embrace, now all of my abilities and strengths will pile up. Soon your tub will be overflowing. I hope you don't have neighbors downstairs. <laughs> nope. but, uh... That, that's the story. right There's so much yeah, more sorry. to
0: say. <laughs> that was so inspiring, unbelievable. <laughs> oh. Amash, I, I I can't wait to 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 to, to wake up earlier now. No, you know, oh, you said gosh. yes.
1: <laughs> no. as rip, as it... rip off the snooze button. I'll rip it off. No,
0: by us, we don't have a snooze button. We either. should
1: start. It should be like we should have like a hashtag, like a, whatever, like a, a bumper sticker. Like rip off the snooze button, like
0: ah. Uh. You know, I, I, talking about you know, sometimes people feel weak and, and they feel like they're tired or they, they're inspired. Right now, everyone's watching is inspired. There's no question about it. Okay, the massive audience, everyone is inspired. But the thing is, you have to keep the inspiration going. You have to stay strong. You have to stay chazak. So we we, we came up with so the don't hang up.
1: Let's co- let's, co- let's continue. I'll, I'll, I'll see you a whole <laughs> day, Rabbi. Like, like, this up. I love yeah, it. I'm Everyone knows, I don't have an off button. I go, I'm going. I'm to hang
0: up. I'm going to be talking myself in the room. <laughs> okay. but I, I, to my point, Rabbi, is people have to stay strong. They have to, they have to be chazak. So we came up with a reminder for everyone. It's right over here. It's called Be Chazak, Be Strong. You see? Nice. It's, it's a reminder everywhere you go be chazag, be strong, be chazag, be strong. You know, you take the commitment right now. People are going to commit to make sure every single morning they're going to go to Shacharit, they're going to go to Aminyan, they're going to sit in the same seat, they're going to do it for a day, for two days. And then by the third, fourth, fifth day, like the Rabbi said with the Gemara, it's going to get a little bit difficult. You have to just continue to stay chazag, to stay strong. This is a reminder. And
1: you should add, after 30 days of doing this, you should send everyone a little thing that says, I'm a Bal Tava. Ahabah. That's it? I'm the Baal Ta'agha. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Rabbi, you're the best. You guys are the best.
0: Chazag <laughs> of Rabbi.
1: Rabbi is the holiest of the the whole
0: entire Chazak office, the staff, the team, the board members, the supporters, they're all ready, willing to be able to do stuff for, Kali, stuff for the Jewish people. And we're going to do a lot more. We want to remind everyone every Tuesday, Tuesday's timely Torah Talks, Chazak's amazing podcast and program available on all the various different uh, apps and all that other good stuff around there. We're getting tremendous feedback all over. We have many special guests coming up. On the next few weeks, uh, stay tuned for that. I believe Charlie Harari is uh up and coming, I don't remember the exact schedule, but you'll hear about it. And uh, please continue uh, sharing and forwarding and and, and and liking and all that other uh terms that are out there. And uh, once again, Rabbi Feldheim, thank you very, very much. Pleasure. And uh, i looking forward to seeing all of us together. You know, Shalim, we have been spending our days, amen. amen. amen.